Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. I'm Pastor Tuck, and welcome to the Word at my church. If this is the first time joining us, we want you to know you're in exactly the right place. You're exactly where God wants you to be. So I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with at least three people, because as believers, we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. We are a teaching ministry with the mission to help people get better by teaching them how the word works. So go ahead and get your Bible, your notebook, your pen, your highlighter, and let's get ready to dig into God's word. But before we do, go ahead and get, uh, go ahead and grab your Bibles in your hand and repeat after me. This is my Bible. I believe every word. I am who it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. By hearing its word and applying it by faith, it'll change my life. So I declare right now from this day forward that my life will never, ever, ever be the same again. And neither shall the life of anyone with whom I share this word. So I declare I'm going to share this word with someone so that their life may be changed forever. In Jesus name. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Precious God, Lord, we thank you today. Father, we thank you for the moments of preaching. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for divine revelation. Father God, insight and foresight. Father God, Lord, we trust you, Lord, that what you say today, Father God, is going to impact our lives forever, Father God, Lord, and to change us into who you've designed us to be, Lord, that we may impact the lives of those we encounter. Father God, Lord, that we may be, Lord, the change agents in the earth, Lord, that you created us to be, Father God, Lord, that the earth would never be the same, Lord, because we're here. Father God, Lord, that, Lord, that no matter what the enemy tries to do, Father God, Lord, in environments, agendas, Father God, Lord, Father God, Lord, whatever things, Lord, that he's trying to perpetuate, Father God, Lord, that we have the tools, Father God, through your word, Father God, Lord, to dismantle his kingdom, Father God, and Lord, to build yours. And so we thank you, Lord, that, Father God, Lord, you're preparing us, Father God, Lord, for the the last day army, Father God, Lord, for the fight, Father God, for what it is, Lord, you've called us to do because we already know that victory is ours. But Father God, we have a role to play in, Lord. We stand in that place. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, for it all. Father God, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that there are no technical demons, no glitches. Father God, nothing, Father God, that hinders your word from going forth. And Father God, you would speak through me, speak for me. Say what you want to say, do what you want to do. Empower your people through your word. And we thank you, Lord, for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Praise God. Now, if you've been with us, then you know that this is the year that God wants to restore the church to a place of greater influence and impact. And for the past few months, we've been talking about the process of restoration. We've been dealing with the things that are necessary in order to experience what God desires for us. Because when God speaks of restoration, he's referring to the original state of his will for us prior to the fall which was perfect. So we must get rid of that attitude of complacency. Uh, that, And that's why we've been spending so much time dealing with restoring our minds, our will, our emotion, our speech, even our perspective. Because the one thing that is essential to that restorative or restoration process is that you must have some concept of the original condition or state of that which is being restored. Um, but I told you there's actually something even more critical to the process. You must have a firm foundation because if the foundation is not secure, any attempt to build will be fruitless. And there are some spiritual materials necessary to secure our foundation. 
So on last time we were together, we started talking about the foundational principles of the church. And we began with the principle of kingdom identity. As a matter of fact, open your Bibles with me once again to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. And when you get to look at verse 13, Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 13. And here it reads, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man am? And they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Here we see that the church was established on the revelation that Jesus, of Jesus' identity as the son of the living God. And why is that so significant? Because sons have the characteristics of the father. So the church was built upon the foundational principle that Jesus is who God is. As a matter of fact, look at verse 17. It says right here in the text, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. Here Jesus not only declares that Peter is empowered to succeed, but he speaks unto his life from a position of authority that changes Peter's life and ministry forever. Which brings us to the second foundational principle of the church, which is kingdom authority. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, because if we don't understand this concept, we can never be restored to the place of greater influence and impact that God intended. See, God created us in his image and likeness to have dominion on the earth, to influence and impact it for him, and to make it like heaven. But in order to do so, we must understand how kingdom authority works. See, a, a king is the ultimate and only source of authority in a kingdom. So in the kingdom of God, the authority of God, our king is absolute. His word is law and his will shall be done to the ends of his domain. Uh, that's why the scripture declares thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, regardless of how you feel about it, regardless of what you think, regardless of what you want, 
his will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, in heaven, there's no question about opinions, no question about what somebody wants. Uh, uh, you know, well, I think I want to be this or I want to be that. Well, well, you know, even though God did it this way, I think I'm going to do it that way. There is none of that in heaven. And he said, the fact of the matter is when his kingdom is fully established here, that's the way it's going to be here. See, it is the authority of the king that distinguishes the kingdom from every other form of government. Because when you are truly become a part of the kingdom, you recognize it doesn't matter what you think or what you want, only what the king says. Oh, I'm going to give y'all a minute to, to take that in because I, I know us being in America, in, in the United States, you know, we, we, we have this democracy mindset, you know, of the people, by the people, for the people that we can do whatever we want. We, you know, you know, we got that, that old James mentality. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. But no, 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 that's not God. See, in the kingdom, you recognize it doesn't matter what you think, what you want, only what the king says. And since God is the king, if he said it, it settles it. Somebody type in the God in, in, in the comments. It's only what the word says that matters. Well, 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 pastor, if that is the case, how is it that Jesus could make these statements about Peter and to Peter? with such authority. I'm glad you asked because you're not the only ones who wondered about this. Turn over to Matthew chapter seven, Matthew chapter seven. Trust me, we're going somewhere. Matthew chapter seven. And when you get there, look at verse 28, Matthew chapter seven, beginning at verse 28. And here it says, and so it was, when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. See, when Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he was making declarations about the scriptures, about the word in a way that they had never heard before as one having the authority to make final saying to make final conclusion about the scriptures. And they couldn't understand it. They were shocked because they had never seen a man with this type of authority. Well, in John chapter 12, Jesus explains how he can do such things. He says, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who has sent me has given me a commandment, what to say, and what to speak. In other words, I have been authorized by the king. Oh, let me help y'all see it. Go, go over to Isaiah chapter nine. Isaiah chapter nine. Isaiah chapter nine, beginning at verse nine. I mean, I'm beginning at verse six. Y'all are familiar with this scripture because we, we always read this around, you know, Christmas season, you know, uh, around the time where we celebrate the birth of Christ. Uh, uh, but, but, but we have to get an understanding of what this is. 
Isaiah chapter 9, beginning at verse 6, he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. So he says the government, the kingdom, will be built upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government of his kingdom and peace, there will be no end. Here we see that like Jesus did for Peter, God not only declares who he is, but he speaks into his life from a position of authority and it changes his life and ministry forever. Here God declares that Jesus now has the, the authority to build the kingdom of God. And he declares that the kingdom will continue to grow established upon his identity. He says the government will be upon his shoulders, upon who he is. It will be built upon who he is. And it even gives you his identity. He's a wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. He says, and it will continue to grow and there will always be peace. It will grow in size and in peace. Mm. And guess what? His sovereignty as king, his royal authority means God is free to do as he pleases. See, God had a right to declare this over Jesus because he's God. His sovereignty is king. His royal authority gives him the ability to do so. And he's accountable to no one because nobody has the authority to tell God what to do. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Go over to Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. Oh, trust me, I, I, I'm, try, I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to build something for you here. Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. See, there, there's a reason why I'm having to build this, build this here because where I want to take you, God told me I had to, I had to slow down. I told y'all a couple of weeks ago, this revelation God's been giving me that's going to revolutionize your life. I've been trying to get you there, but God said, wait a minute. They're not ready. They're not ready. He said, you got to, you got to slow walk this thing. He said, because if you take them too fast, they're not going to appreciate it. They're not going to get it. He said, they're going to blow right past it. He said, you got, you, you got to help them understand how this thing, he said, you got to lay this foundation. Revelations 4, look at verse 11. He says, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. See, God created everything, and he has authority over everything. And because of that, he can do with it whatever he chooses. Now, I need you to get that in your spirit. See, a king can delegate authority to anyone he chooses to act on his behalf. Or you might want to write that down. 
See, a king can delegate authority to anyone to act, he, anybody he chooses to act on his behalf. Authorizing them to operate in the name of the king. Mm. And the name of the king carries the same authority as the king himself. And he does so by issuing a royal letter bearing his signature and seal, which gives the carrier the authority of the king. Well, uh, uh, go over to Matthew chapter 3. See, because the same way he spoke over Peter, his father had spoken over him. Matthew chapter 3. When you get to look at verse 16. Here it says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Here, God places his signature and seal of approval on him in the form of the spirit for all the world to see, which gives Jesus the right to operate in the king's authority. Well, look at John chapter 18. John chapter 18. Let's see what that looks like. Because here we find Jesus at the end of his ministry, he's been apprehended and taken in by Pilate. In verse 33, it says, then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, are you speaking for yourself about this or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered and said, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born and for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth 
hears my voice. Mm. Here Jesus makes it clear. He says, yeah, you're right. I am a king. He said that was the purpose of me being born and coming into the world. That I should bear witness to the truth. He said the entire purpose of my existence. Remember, it was spoken over him in Isaiah. For unto us, a child is born. A son is given. It says, and upon his shoulders, the government would be upon his shoulders. And of the increase of the government, there would be no end. He says the kingdom is going to rest upon him. It will be established upon his identity. And that kingdom will continue to expand. He said, that's my only assignment. That's my only purpose. That's why I'm here. Well, since he now operates in the king's authority, he can do the same things that the king does. Oh, what are you getting at, Pastor? Well, go over to John chapter 5. John chapter five. See, it's about to get good for you. John chapter five, look at verse 26. He says, for as the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. See, like the king, he has now been given authority. He has life within him. He has been given authority. And he has been given the ability to execute judgment, to make decisions about how to handle that authority. So like the king, he can now command resources, make royal assignments, and delegate authority. Why is that such a big deal, Pastor? Well, if you recall... Jesus himself told us in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all the things I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always till the end of the age. He said, because I have all authority, I have the authority to now issue you a command, to give you an assignment, to impact and influence the earth. But watch this, it doesn't stop there. Go over to Luke chapter 10. And look at verse 19. 
Here he says, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So not only has he now given us a command, given us an assignment, but now he has delegated to us authority. Somebody type in the comments, we have delegated authority. See, now that word authority is translated in some versions as power. But it comes from the Greek word exousia. Which means delegated influence. Power, right, or strength. In other words, we have the power, we have the right to command, control, determine, or wield power. Funny how that word exousia sounds like the word ecclesia. Haven't done that study, but I, I, I bet they have some origins close. He says that we now have the right to command, control, determine, or wield power. Now that word power comes from the Greek word dunamis, which means force or ability. It's the word from which we get the word dynamite. So now just like the king, we have control over what the enemy has the ability to do. So Jesus has now delegated to us. He's first commanded and given us an assignment to impact and influence the earth. But now he has delegated to us the ability, the authority to command, control, and wield the very power of heaven. He's given us power over the ability of anything the enemy can do. Oh, I'm telling you, this is important. Go over to Romans chapter 5. We got to get this. Because I know some, and the reason why we're having to take this route, because I know some of you are listening and you're like, huh, I don't know. I don't know if I feel like, you know, I should have the same kind of authority that, 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 that Jesus has. I shouldn't have the same kind of authority that God has. Well, I told you the king can do whatever he wants with his authority. And if he gave it to Jesus, so now Jesus has the same authority the king has. And so now the king, because Jesus is now walking in the name of the king, he has the authority to do whatever he wants with it. Mm. Oh, y'all think I'm crazy. How did Satan become the God of this world? Because in the beginning, when God created man, the Bible says he created man in his image, his likeness, and he gave them dominion. So God gave us authority over the earth. And what happened? Adam and Eve gave that authority 
to the enemy. God didn't authorize him. Man did. See, because once you've been authorized, now you have the authority to do whatever the king does. So now you can reassign, you can delegate that authority. And see, once you have delegated that authority, now that person in authority can do. Watch this. Y'all remember when Jesus had fasted 40 days and the devil was trying to tempt him. What he says, all authority has been given to me and I can give it to whoever I want. See, because he received authority from Adam, he could now give it to whoever he wanted. But Jesus came having his authority come directly from the king. He had the authority to give it back to the original Adam. Oh, it's right here in the text. Look at verse 17. For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death reigned through the one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, free gift of righteousness, putting them in right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So Jesus now gave us the right to once again walk in the authority of the king. See, we bear the signature and seal of the Holy Spirit, which carries the authority of the king. So we have been authorized to reign through his name. And that's why the Bible says, Jesus tells us, he says, whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the father may be glorified in the son. He says, see, if you're operating in my name, he says, now authority, that means your authority is now backed up by me. I'll do because you're operating in my name. He says, so now whatever you do in my name, I'm going to back you up. He says, and because I'm operating in the father's name, whatever we do, the father gets glorified because of the son. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. So the key to authority is the name of the king. Oh, I need you to get it. Go over to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Oh, man. I'm telling you. These are some important concepts. Foundational principles that the church has missed. And there's a reason why we're not operating the way we should. But if we get them, there's a shift coming. Acts chapter 19. Look at verse 13. It says, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus. Notice it says what it says. They took it upon themselves to call upon the name Jesus of the Lord Jesus. They had not been authorized. 
They had not been given the authority. They tried to take that authority upon themselves. To call upon the name of the Lord Jesus over those whom had evil spirits saying, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? Then the man whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. The New International Version says it this way. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Pastor Tucker's Hood translation said he beat the brakes off them. Now I know some of you think, well, what's the pastor? What's the problem here, Pastor? You just said the name carries authority. But you see, the problem is to have authority, you must be submitted to authority. And the enemy knows that you don't have authority because you're not under authority. See, when you're doing what God told you, all of heaven backs you up. Go over to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Look at verse 10. Here he says, do you not believe that I am in the father and the father in me? He says, the words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the father who dwells in me does the works. Jesus was the blueprint. He said, I don't even say what I want to say. He said, I'm just telling you what the father says. He said, then heaven backs up my words. See, all we have to do is say what he says. See, remember when they accused him of healing on the Sabbath? He basically tells them, it's not me. I'm just following orders. Because that's how authority works. See, when you're operating under authority, you're covered by that authority. You're backed up by that authority. Because you're submitted to that authority. Go over to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm almost done. Ephesians chapter 1. And when you get there, look at verse 22. Here it says, God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, for which he, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. See, if we're going to operate in the authority God gave us, we must submit to God's authority. We must make Jesus our Lord. That's why the Bible says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. See, if you're, if you're watching this today and you're listening, you're like, man, this sounds powerful. 
It is. But you got to be willing to make Jesus your Lord. And that's not hard. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you could be saved. See, salvation is free, but it comes with the cost of lordship. You've got to be willing to make him your Lord. You got to allow Jesus to make your every decision. And if you desire that today, pray this prayer with me. Precious God, come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus died for me. I want to make him Lord of my life. Be my father. Make me your child. Teach me how to live for you. If you prayed that prayer, you're now part of the body of Christ, the family of believers, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. The next step in your journey is to find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church. Somebody that will help you walk this thing out. Somebody that will help you be all that God called you to be. And if you desire that today, go to our website, www.lovemychurch.org. Click contact us and one of our ministers will contact you. Give you the next steps, help you walk this thing out. Secondly, if you've been blessed by this word today, if you've been blessed by this ministry at all, consider sowing a financial seed. Your tithe, your offering, your seed. Help us continue to do what God's called us to do. You can use Cash App, Dollar Sign, My Church Lynchburg. PayPal.me forward slash my church Lynchburg, or you can use the Givelify app. No matter how you desire to give, just know that your gifts will help us continue spreading the gospel on all of these platforms with you have access to. Somebody else's life can be changed because yours was. Instructions are on the screen. Thirdly, if you've been blessed, make sure you share this message with somebody else. Because you know somebody else who needs this word today. I'm Pastor Tuck. God bless you. I love you. Come back and see us again on the word at my church. Stay tuned for our announcements. God bless you. We love you. See you again on next time. At my church, we help people get better by teaching them how the word works. And we want to make sure there is no excuse not to get the word. It's our goal to make all of our ministries accessible on every smartphone, tablet, PC, and television connected to the internet. So whether you're a man who needs some wisdom, a woman who needs some encouragement, or a couple who needs guidance, the My Church channel has just what you need. Simply search for the My Church channel on Roku, Firestick, or Apple TV, or visit mychurchchannel.org. You can also download the My Church On The Go app from Apple, or Google Play App Store. Constantly on the move? Check out the Word at My Church podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Or simply download the Word at My Church skill on your Alexa-enabled device. But whatever you do, make sure to stay connected. See you soon.